from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, October 28th, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Governor Mike DeWine reported yesterday that 82 of 88 counties in the state are now high-incidence counties for the spread of COVID-19, but both he and Lieutenant Governor John Husted said that they want to avoid another shutdown at all costs. Krista Frost has more. Just in the last two weeks, the number of patients hospitalized for COVID has increased by more than 700. And Governor DeWine says the number of those in the intensive care unit have doubled. So what's really concerning here is this. We can't tell when this spike we're seeing will flatten. We have seen peaks uh, in the hospitalization before, once in the spring and again the summer. The current increase in utilization is noticeably sharper, steeper than the increase we saw during the summer peak. Uh, Based on uh, the trajectory of other early indicators, we've likely not yet reached the top. We have no indication that we've plateaued out at all. The governor listed a number of reasons for trying to avoid another shutdown, including schooling changes, loss of jobs and mental health taking a toll on Ohio residents. But that's not the only reason for trying to avoid a shutdown. The spread is not coming from businesses. It's coming from what people are doing on their own personal time. So right now, DeWine's plan is to contact individual counties to see what kind of resources they need to stop the spread of COVID-19. He thinks that that could be enough to prevent any future closures. From the State House, Krista Frost. Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose says Ohioans who choose to wait and vote in person on Election Day should feel safe about doing so, even though the virus is active. Here's Tina Ramos. They want to continue reassuring everyone that it is safe to vote in person. A 61-point checklist. Every Board of Elections is required to follow that checklist. What that'll make sure of is that, again, if you feel comfortable going to the grocery store, you should feel comfortable coming to your polling location. I'm Tino Ramos. Bellwether, Ohio is again up for grabs in the presidential election, but only a handful of the state's counties have reliably gotten the outcome right, going back over many decades. Wood County in Ohio's northwest corner sits just south of Toledo and is a mix of suburbs and farm communities. Only once since 1964 has it not picked the presidential winner. It's also just one of nine counties in the state that flipped for President Donald Trump after backing Democrat Barack Obama in the previous two elections. This year, both parties believe the perennial swing county is trending their way. Police in central Ohio say DNA testing has confirmed remains found in September belong to Emily Noble, a woman who went missing more than 150 days ago. Bryant Somerville has the latest. Family is learning from the Westerville Police Department after it was notified by the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigations of a DNA match. Now, the 52-year-old, once she went missing in May, friends and family of Noble began neighborhood-wide searches for her. Then in September, a body was found off County Line Road, very near the Nobles' home. DNA tests confirmed the body found back in September is that of Emily Noble. Now, Westerville police saying that DNA only one step to this process as they continue to investigate Noble's disappearance and her death in Westerville. Brian Somerville. City officials in Columbus and Cincinnati jointly filed a lawsuit yesterday to stop the implementation of House Bill 6 in January. More from Andrew Kinsey. This is a bill signed into law that has come under 
scrutiny after being part of a $60 million federal bribery scheme that led to the arrest of several people, including former House Speaker Larry Householder. That bill gave a billion-dollar bailout to First Energy and saved two nuclear power plants from closing. Ohio lawmakers have sponsored an effort to get it repealed, but so far, no action has been taken. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Two conservative operatives under scrutiny for organizing tens of thousands of hoax robocalls falsely warning about consequences for voting by mail have been charged with telecommunications fraud and bribery in Ohio. Tracy Townsend reports. 22-year-old Jacob Wall of Los Angeles and 54-year-old Jack Berkman of Arlington, Virginia, face similar charges in Michigan. The men were indicted in Cuyahoga County, where the prosecutor says more than 8,000 robocalls were made to residents in the majority black cities of Cleveland and East Cleveland, warning that information from their mailed ballots could be used to enforce arrest warrants. Did you know that if you vote by mail, your personal information will be part of a public database that will be used by police departments to track down old warrants? I'm Tracy Townsend. In East Central Ohio, a man has been sentenced to a minimum of six years for giving a 14-year-old boy a fatal dose of fentanyl and then burying his body in a shallow grave near Carrollton. The Canton Repository reports 31-year-old Matthew Little pleaded guilty yesterday to involuntary manslaughter, gross abuse of a corpse, tampering with evidence, and endangering children in connection with the death of Jonathan Menard in April of last year. The judge in Carroll County says he struggled to accept the plea deal but felt it was imperative to secure a conviction and vowed the defendant would serve a minimum of six years. Cincinnati-based Kroger has announced it will become the first U.S. retailer to bring COVID-19 testing to customers across the country. The Ohio-based supermarket chain said the FDA-authorized tests will be available at all Kroger pharmacies and clinics by the end of November. The antibody tests involve a finger prick blood sample to detect antibodies to SARS-CoV-2, the virus which causes COVID-19. The tests will cost $25 and provide results within an average of 15 minutes. The state has some advice for trick-or-treaters during the pandemic. Laura Queso reports. The Ohio Department of Health offers this guidance. Always wear a face covering and stay six feet away from those not in your household. Limit the number of houses you visit. Wipe off candy wrappers with sanitizing wipes. Allow children to eat only factory-wrapped treats. Avoid homemade treats made by strangers. Refrain from having children select their own treats from a bowl or set up a hand sanitizing station. Consider placing treats on porch steps or a table in the driveway with a sign asking children to take only one. I'm Laura Queso. And in Washington, the U.S. Senate has adjourned until after Election Day. Karina Nova explains the significance. They won't be back until November 9th, and that means that the likelihood of Congress passing a coronavirus relief bill is slim and money that could be going to your pocket is on hold. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin spent weeks negotiating. However, the two could not agree on certain issues, such as funding for state and local jurisdictions. I'm Karina Nova. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contribution to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.